on this episode of Why Watch That. So if somebody's not doing what they're supposed to be doing, they get pruned. Oh, what is oh, that? Pruned. Pruned <laughs> and set into the void. But the question is who's behind the hoax of the oh, timekeeper? The Wizard because of Oz. The, exactly. <laughs> Second That's where base. the ball goes, yeah. It is, and there was You're a pivotal good. moment in my Little League career <laughs> <laughs> when somebody smacked, smacked the ball my way. Let me tell you something. If you want to pray, you better do it quietly. Do you know what movie you're in? Shut it. <laughs> Shut it. There's another son here left at home as well. Gary Sinise. <laughs> <laughs> Why watch that as a podcast featuring the critic and referee who go head to head on a quest to discover the best movies and TV shows Hollywood has to offer. Expect the unexpected from the critic. Well, nothing gets past the ref. We do all the work. So you don't have to. Welcome, Welcome to, to Why, Why Watch, watch That. that. This episode of Why Watch That is supported by Entrepreneur Meal Plan. It helps leaders and professionals feed their bodies and businesses well. You know, Critic, I got mm. a chance to attend a wonderful event by EMP here Uh-oh. in Los Angeles. And it was so amazing because Brandy Cochran was able to gather people from all sorts of walks of life. We were able to gather together, have real talk, and some real good food too. Mm-hmm. It was a hit. It's food for the soul and the body, which is so hard to find. So if you want to learn more about Entrepreneur Meal Plan, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, go to entrepreneurmealplan.com. The Why Watch That Talk. Everyone, my friends, the recording is in progress, they tell us in Zoom. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, sound person. <laughs> so, so this is why watch that with the critic starting things off. You can't hold me back. You can't oh. stop me. And what we have is what the ref would call a potpourri. Yes, now indeed. it's a tiny potpourri because it's only three things. But we're going to start off with a TV season finale, which is literally a season finale. We find out in the season finale. We also have a little first look of a movie that I saw. And then we have a sneaky, sneaky peek of a movie. So let's start off with this TV season finale. It's just little show that people have been talking about. I mean, you know, Marvel, they do all this little stuff that people watch. And <laughs> yeah, it's it's called Loki. Have you heard of that one? Loki. I mean, who is Loki? I think he's one of those off-brand characters in Thor. So the ref, <laughs> the ref have seen has seen all six of these episodes. They tell us in the final episode that it's renewed for season two. Oi, oi, oi. So Tom Hiddleston is back at some point, and we know this is connected to who knows what movie going into whatever other movie. Guess what, Marvel? I ain't watching. I'll watch what I want, but the ref is there to take up for all of my slack. Go ahead, okay. ref, tell us. So we are, the last time we talked about it, we talked about 
episode one through three. Mm. We did a check in the midway. We talked about the beginning. And now we have concluded as you have stated. Are there going to be some spoilers? I will try not to, but I have to inevitably say something. So if you have not seen Loki, as always, you know, you might want to just hit the little 30 second. But I'm going to take a second with this because there is something to be said. Hmm. So we have talked about this TVA, which are the this entity that keeps track of time. Certain things are supposed to happen. Loki was supposed to invade New York. Iron Man was supposed to do the snap. Thanos was supposed to die. Like all of these things were supposed to happen to keep all of the universes in motion. And the TVA, as you recall, this is an entity that's responsible for any variance in the timeline. So if somebody's not doing what they're supposed to be doing, they get pruned. Oh, what is oh, that? Pruned. Pruned <laughs> and set into the void. Now, what does that mean? We'll get to that in a second. Now, as you remember, Loki is working with the TVA. He was working against them because he was caught by them. Now he's working with them because they're after this variant, this other Loki. Remember, we are now dealing with multi, not only multi-universes, but multi-timelines. And we saw that in the Avengers uh, Endgame when Loki took the, took the Tesseract and vanished into a different timeline. So we are in multiple timelines. And there is a variant called Sylvie, who is the female version of Loki. We've talked about her. Mm -hmm. Turns out Sylvie and Loki, you know, maybe have a connection. Well, they're oh. the same person. So it's very narcissistic, this relationship. <laughs> Which makes perfect sense. <laughs> it does for Loki. He likes himself and she likes herself. Hmm. And Sylvie has a mission and one mission only. She is there to destroy the timekeepers. She, she's been on the run from the TVA and they've destroyed her life and her timeline. And she's there to destroy them. But the question will become, will Loki help her in that, in that mission? Or will he stand in the way of it? Or, as we know Loki, does he have something else up his sleeve as you know here's what we we've taken away from this series when it comes to loki you cannot trust him and he does not trust so we have this weird circle of mistrust hmm. now by the time you get through four through six you've been on a journey with loki and sylvie they are tracking down Who's behind the timekeepers and they run into a faux wall. I can't explain exactly what that is, but they realize that who they thought were the timekeepers are not. It's been a big hoax. But the question is who's behind the hoax of the oh, timekeeper? The Wizard because of Oz. The, exactly. <laughs> who's behind? No, that's exactly. Uh, Mobius, who is of uh, Owen Wilson, is working against Loki, but then finds himself working with Loki to find out who's behind them because the big reveal is, and I have to say this, so it is a spoiler, is that the TVA has been working for a mystery person and turns out they themselves 
have previously been variants. <laughs> oh. Now, they want to know why was why was I taken from my timeline? Why was I brought here? And why was I brainwashed to do your bidding? By the time you get to the end, we do find that some people get pruned and they go into the void. But what is the void? There is a big, huge, consuming monster that will consume your existence in this void. Can it be conquered? Because you know Loki's going to be there. I mean, why Why not? Yeah. Can it be conquered? Will Loki get consumed? And what is on the other side of that monster? Who's controlling that monster? If they can get through the wall of the monster, they're going to get to what's called the end of time. It's where time stops. Mm. And if they get to the end of time, perhaps they'll find out who's been behind the timekeepers. And you know, they do get there. But the question is, along the way, they meet a whole bunch of other Lokis. (laughs) One being an alligator, one being all, I mean, you just, from different (laughs) timelines, they meet all these Lokis and figure out how to get past this monster, in quotes, to get to the end of time. And once they do that, if they do, (laughs) who is it that is there? Richard Pryor. Richard, (laughs) no, no. (laughs) Close, though. Close. (laughs) I'll just say that close. Who's who's at the end of time? Question number two, what do we call him? Question number three, what does he want? And what does he not want? And by the time you get to the end of the series, or excuse me, of the season. Uh Uh-oh. There is a choice before Sylvie and Loki. Turns out he's been waiting for them the entire time to make a grave and serious choice. Mm -hmm. And the question will become, can they work together to defeat? They call him he who remains is his name. (laughs) Can they defeat he who remains? Do they want to defeat he who remains? And if they do, what will happen to all of the timelines and universes should they make that choice? Well, I'm not going to tell you exactly what happens, but I will say that you can't trust a Loki and a Loki cannot trust. Mm -hmm. So that is a problem. Now, when you get to to the end, meaning like, it's all the credits have rolled and you're sitting with what's left in this season of Loki. We find that we have been potentially set up for the next phase of the MCU. All three TV iterations of these spinoffs of, of the three, it is Loki that is paying off the most. Mm -hmm. It is the one show that is launching you into the next phase, and I will say this, we have potentially met the new villain. Hmm. The new kind of Thanos. The new entity that they must get ahead of and take care of. Um, and I have a feeling, obviously, the Doctor Stranges of the world, we're going to need his help, especially for this type of villain. We're definitely going to need someone who can not only go through time, but also travel through the multiverses 
So I mean, yeah. Spider Man, we love you, but you know, <laughs> you oh, know you, he, he he's got a little mask thing, but you know, Some webs. someone like a Captain Marvel, you know, someone like that mm. who can defeat this this entity. And I will say, surprisingly, that last episode we get a lot of mon- we get a lot of explanation. I'm this person, blah, 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 blah. you know, I'm this person. I do these things, and this is what happened to before. And <laughs> you know, it's it's not as exciting. But perhaps when you get to the very end, the question will be this. And I asked myself this question. If this is the new phase of the MCU, and there were a lot of Easter eggs, a lot of the hints, am, do I have the energy <laughs> for another 10 years? Oh, That's a legit question. 10 do I have years? The, yes. Well, the first phase took 10 oh. plus years. I'm exhausted. I mean, and they're not even really counting Hulk 2, like the Edward mm. Norton, but it does, it is a part of that universe. Mm-hmm. Not Hulk 1, by the way. Sorry, Eric, Eric Bannon. Um, but the, the Hulk 2 onward. Do I have another 10? Do I want to be, you know, you know and, and the villain has been, you know, released out there. Do I want to spend the time and effort to not only deal with the features, but also the TV shows. Yeah. That's a lot of commitment that I think that's for a young person's game. I don't know if I have it anymore. And, you know, the question that we, we talked about is this, do you, can't you just skip it like a comic book, just mm-hmm. move on from it. And then the answer is, well, what if they pull a Loki on you? What if they pull something that shifts everything and then all of a sudden you're trying to catch up with that i you know this i take this from you critic and we can move on from it westworld season two on (laughs) (laughs) westworld season one brilliant i mean no one can debate that it was brilliant it took a, a little bit of brain power but you know you were like oh my god yeah by the time you get to season two and three it it's not that you're not smart enough to understand it because that's what some of the showrunners would accuse you of. Mm-hmm. It's just that I don't have the energy and time to, it's not, I don't get paid. Right. I do not get paid uh, to, to, to get that kind of energy. Mm. So overall Loki was of the three. Loki was probably more of my favorite because it did have a lot of more payoff as far as the overall universe. But the question is, for the 10 years that I spent standing in line, 10 years I spent talking about it, deciphering it, talking to you about it, talking to you listeners about it, is it fair enough to just throw that all away and say, oh, we're going to start with this now? (laughs) I think that does a detriment to the people who did invest that much time. But Kevin Feige, you're amazing. You put this all together. The question is, am I going to go to the next phase, the next journey with you? The answer is you don't care because you're going to make your money. Exactly. So yeah. there and it is. And any showrunner that does something that perplexes people and blames them for not being smart enough, I have this to say as a teacher, that's on you. It's on you to make it clear and to make it worth it. So, okay, what's next? Well, the next is a movie first look that... Um, we both got a chance to see, but I'm not um, going to go into it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I watched that first look. Quiet Place Part 2. Oh, oh, oh. 
Whoa. Now, I felt like that was just in the theater, but remember, 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 many of the studios are going to immediately, um, and by immediate, I mean like like 30, 45 days, like after that little period, you can find what's been on the big screen onto your um, you know, streaming service. So uh, we know that HBO is simultaneously releasing. Yeah. We know that Paramount is doing the 45 days. Mm-hmm. We know that Universal has agreed to do that as well. I'm not sure what Sony's doing. I, I, I'm not quite sure with that, but we can anticipate a shorter amount of time before yes. we can enjoy this in our homes. Now, A Quiet Place 2 is the sequel to A Quiet Place, which was a smash hit. John Krasinski is back directing. He also did the screenplay this time. Something different mm-hmm. than last time. We are seeing, seeing a return of the full family cast, which includes John Krasinski, Emily Blunt, Millicent Simmons, Noah Jupe. And then uh, we've got some new folks like Jillian Murphy, Uh-oh. who actually, if you look, if you, if you didn't know, if you didn't see his name, I'm not sure I would have been able to figure out it was him for a second. It doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't look like quite himself. And Digimon Hansu is also appearing in this. Now, they describe this as a horror film. It is sci-fi. I don't know if it's horror. It's maybe horror thriller or thriller right. horror. Right. I think thriller horror. Right. Um, but here's the biggest takeaway, because I know you're going to get to the end. In this round, Michael Bay is an executive producer. Platinum Dunes. We know Michael Bay, the Transformers, things like that. What does this mean? Because I smell that this is not going to be the last time no. we're going to be experiencing a quiet place. Well, of course not. And I believe Emily Blunt even said that John has the third installment planned out. So we know that. Okay. And you don't say a part two and not have a part three waiting in the wings. Hello. Just makes sense. It does. And what makes even more sense is my Paramount Plus subscription. I'm going to tell y'all that. They just sneaked that thing onto that platform yesterday. Anyway. So in this second installment, we're taken back to day one. Day one? There's also day 474. Now in day one... There's a little league baseball game going on. Oh yeah, oh that's fun. everybody's everybody's there. I, you know, it takes me back to my old days. You and were in little league. I was, yes, I was. Oh, what so, position? Oh, um, second base for the most Ooh. part. Yeah, the second it's base where the ball goes. Yeah, it is. And there was You're a pivotal good. moment in my little league career <laughs> 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 when somebody smacked. Smacked the ball my way and they thought they were gonna get away with it no you didn't oh no you didn't it it wasn't like a a, a, a hearing alien was it no 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 oh dang it okay, no okay. it wasn't in the sky <laughs> it was on the ground it was a oh, you know okay a little late <laughs> anyway. well done well done <laughs> so that's going on however the experience i had is not the experience going on here because noah jupe's character marcus the son of the family is a nervous person. Okay. Now remember his sister played by Millicent Reagan. 
She's deaf. The whole family has sign language going on. So they're signing to him to keep him calm. Mom, Emily Blunt, is there on the ground keeping him calm. Keep calm. And of course, we have John Krasinski's character, uh, Lee, the father, who is there as well. Nice to see him because we know what happened. Yeah, because we're like, oh, wait a minute. What? Yeah. Well, day one. So he's there as well. Also there is a friend of the family who has a kid in Little League, played by Killian Murphy. Emmett is his name. And he wants to know how to sign a particular thing. Now, it comes time for Marcus to be at bat. Calm, Marcus. You're really taking your time with this beginning. I love it. Now, as he's at bat, first pitch, ball. Second pitch, strike. Third pitch is up in the air because what's been happening as this game is going on is there have been things across the planet that have been streaming in from space. What in the world is going on? Is there a fire? What's happening? And that fire comes to this town somewhere in New York. I don't know where it is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> somewhere. It's like it a real York small City. town. Yeah. No, it ain't. No. So people are like, what's that? And then eventually, oh, you know what breaks loose. Because no one knows what's coming for them, but we do. (laughs) Okay. We know the rules. Do they know the rules? How quickly do they learn the rules? Let me tell you something. If you want to pray, you better do it quietly. Do you know what movie you're in? Shut it. (laughs) Shut it. So you can imagine the pandemonium that breaks loose. Now we know, we know the family makes it out, don't we? And remember, they do have another son. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. What happened? Well, you saw the first one. Now in day 474, this is after A Quiet Place. Now it goes without saying, everybody, if you haven't seen A Quiet Place, what are you doing listening here? Yeah, just forward. I mean, come on. And by the way, before you do, on Paramount Plus, a quiet place you is there. You can watch a quiet right. place, yeah. Watch it back to back. Heck, if you want, go back to a quiet place, then watch a quiet place part two. Why not? Why not? So after the events of that first movie, we know what happened to John's character. We know what happened to the other son. It is now mom, Evelyn, played by Emily. It is Millicent's character, Reagan. Again, Noah's character, Marcus, and the little babe. Yes, they're still, uh, is it a boy or girl? I can't remember. I don't remember, but the babe is in swaddling clothes and swaddling something else. There's a whole contraption because if a baby starts crying, it's over. It is over. But just making note that the second movie takes place right within weeks or days of Quiet Place 1. That's right. And the family has to be on the move. They've got to go out. Unfortunately. So the question's going to be, who and what are the real threats when you venture out? Of course, you have these monster aliens. But what so about boy. people? Imagine people in this situation. What would they turn into? Now, on their trek beyond the sand path, they say. Because keep in mind that sand path, they can walk on and be quiet. But once you go beyond it, uh-oh. And that means they're also going beyond like the yellow brick road, you're no longer on charted territory. 
Look at how I'm pulling the Wizard of Oz again. Now, as they go away from the sand path, they encounter an obstacle. What kind of obstacle? I'm not going to tell you. But they also have learned things, especially Reagan, about these monster aliens. Remember, they hear extraordinarily well. And remember, she's deaf. She has an apparatus that might be useful. We found that out in Quiet Place 1. We knew that. We did. We knew it. You'll see how that comes to the fore. So this obstacle, who or what is it? Now, if you were listening and you were paying attention, you'd know. (laughs) Okay? If you understand how casting works. Now, the thing is, remember that Reagan still has guilt from what happened in the first movie. She has to prove herself even to the tip of stupidity. So what happens in this movie is the family splits. Who stays with whom? Who goes after whom? And that means divide and conquer, maybe, for the aliens. Now, what happens in the end is this. We know that the parents from A Quiet Place were the ones in charge taking care of the family. In A Quiet Place Part 2, it ends up being the kids who have to decide to take over and protect. Can they? Each kid, Reagan, Marcus, has a moment where they're going to have to decide to go there or go somewhere else. Okay, I'll tell you that. So you'll see what comes of that. You'll see what happens to Marcus when he has to shoulder more responsibility. You'll see what happens to Reagan when maybe she's taken too much responsibility on her shoulders. And you'll also meet some other people who maybe they're safe. I don't know. Now, with that said, review. It's called A Quiet Place Part Two. Sound is one of the keys to this franchise now, the two movies. The silence. When are you silent? When is it whispering sounds? When is it screams? When is it other noises? Effects. Music. Brilliant! I love it when they cut the sound out and they bring it back. It's just the whole planning of that is brilliant. The acting, first of all, if you are an actor worth even the tiniest bit of salt, you can't mess this up. The reason is the stakes are there. It's clear. You don't have to act it. The whole cast knows what they're doing. Everybody. I didn't get to Jim and Haunt, so I'm not giving that away. And Scoot McNary. Oh, my goodness. I was like. Scoot. I love Scoot McNary. I was like, I know that Scoot. And then I looked it up. I was like, I know that's you, Scoot. Yeah. You'll see. You'll see. The whole cast. It's just not a false moment. Now, the rhythms the building of momentum here. When do you speed up when you slow down? I mean, these are professionals. The danger when it comes is palpable. And when it does come, it's transfixing. Now, is every moment transfixing? No. Do I care? Well, hold that thought. Now, when it comes to John Krasinski, my theme for the year is respect me as a viewer. He does. He knows how to entertain. And what I would say is, Watching it on Paramount Plus from the comfort of my home. I went, it's a sequel. What more could I ask for? It's really good. That's what it is. Is it great? 
No, I mean, doesn't need to be. Is this as good as the first one? I have no idea. It's a sequel. You already know all of the secrets and all of that other stuff. So really the test is, would you want to see the next one? Well, why not? Why not? Because this entertains. So that's what I would say about A Quiet Place Part 2. Hey, if you have Paramount Plus, it's right there for you. Well, if you don't have Paramount Plus, you can't watch it. So there Is it still in theaters or is it gone? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I do not know. I'm sure it's I'm sure it's trickling somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll be able to, to sneak around and find a little something, but you know. Let's move on to a sneak peek. A why watch that sneak peek. Now this is something that you currently can't watch. Um, but you can on the 23rd of July. And it is in theater, so it's not going to unfortunately be on a streaming platform quite yet it's called joe bell Hmm. Hmm. what is this all about this is uh coming to us from ronaldo marcus green it is written by diana asana and larry mcmurtry mark Wahlberg, connie Britt, gary sinise reed Hmm. miller Solid cast, in my opinion. Now, anytime you see Connie Britton, you know, you know, she's going to come with her quiet thunder. Mm. But Gary Sinise and Mark Wahlberg, okay. Yeah. What is this exactly about? I mean, I know the gist, but Mark Wahlberg playing a drama? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the script, those those screenwriters you talked about, they uh, collaborated on Brokeback Mountain. Oh, so, yeah. Um, so this is based on a true story. Um, there's a father, Joe Bell, played by Mark, who decides to walk from Oregon. Now, not Portland, La Grande, Oregon, <laughs> to New York City. Why? Well, it's for his son, Jaden. Now, Jaden is a teenager and he's gay. And this is 2013 around then. So again, this ain't Portland. So this is not acceptable. He's bullied. And does he have any allies? At school, if he reports this, what's the response? Mm. What's the response of his father, Joe, and his mother, played by Connie Britton, Lola? And by the way, Jaden is played by Reed Miller. So is there anywhere or anyone he can turn to? Now, he has some friends at school. Who are they? How does he want to express himself at school as well is a question. And should that be a problem? Is he hurting anybody? Also, are there other people at the school who have things that they want to keep hidden? Now, why does Joe decide to walk across the country in honor of his son? I'm not going to give it away. Uh, What I would say is if you don't know this story, don't look it up. Just listen to what I'm saying and base it off of that. 
because they'll reveal things as you go through. So as Joe is walking, walking across the country, who's with him, anybody? What's with him? Because he has to be with his thoughts. Does he have some sort of penance to pay? And he's left not only his wife, but there's another son here left at home as well. Gary Sinise. (laughs) (laughs) And the other son's name is Joseph. Okay. Now, look, Joe is a guy. That's what he is. He's like, look, I I taught my sons, you know, how to fight. I mean, one of the sons, Joseph is a wrestler, that whole kind of thing. You know how to protect yourself. That's what he tells Jaden. He's like, okay, well, you you know, you got to fight. Jaden's like, am I supposed to fight the whole school? So as Joe is walking across the country, it is to bring awareness to bullying. That's why he's doing it. He stops at different places to give talks. What kind of talk? (laughs) You'll see it early on in the movie, the kind of talk that he gives. Okay. And the question in the end is, what's going to happen to the family he left in Portland, not Portland, in Oregon, LeGrand? What's going to happen in the end to him? What's the end point of this journey? And who does he meet along the way? He does have an education himself as he's trying to educate people on the harms of bullying. Now, what I would say about this movie is sometimes the execution falls short. And this is a tricky thing to pull off if you're going from just quiet, normal moments to explosions of anger. You really have to build that carefully and expertly for it to land. That didn't always happen. Mm -hmm especially when it came to Joe's outbursts. Now, the Jaden parts, I think, were built a little better. So you'll see that as you watch the movie. There was nice nuance and flow to that, that I was like, okay, we have that. So some of it works, some of it lands, some of it does not. However, what I will say is the acting let me talk about it. Dude. Starting with Reed Miller as Jaden. Wonderful work. Just wonderful work. Bought the whole thing. Every moment when he is talking about what am I supposed to do? I came to you for help. Bought all of it. And there are other things going on. There are friendships and other things that he has. Great. But is anyone there for him? It wasn't oversold. It was well done. Connie Britton is Connie Britton. Does she have much to do here? No. But when it's called upon, she's going to do it. That's what it is. That's how it works. Maxwell Jenkins is Joseph, the son who is just watching everybody. Yes! Gary Sinise is Gary Sinise. You'll see how he pops up. But the question is, Mark Wahlberg. This is what I have to say about Mark as an actor. When Mark is playing a guy. He gets it. Look at The Departed. He just needs to play a guy. And what I would tell him if I could is when you're in a movie when you are looking at a character who doesn't seem like a guy, make him a guy. Make him a guy. That last movie he just did that we talked about, make him a guy. Okay? The one with Chewittle. 
in the poster. Make yeah. him a guy. Uh, even that M. Night Shyamalan movie he did that was, whew. make him a guy, Mark. Because in this movie, I saw the guy. Mark Wahlberg, even when some of the stuff didn't work, I was always watching him. I wanted to see what his reaction would be. I believed him as this father. The, he does have moments of humor which isn't like a comedic thing, but it's just because there's a truth to it. He understands guys. And that's very important in this movie. That's who Joe, Be the title is Joe Bell. That's a guy. Yeah. So what I would say is if you're interested in this movie, what holds it together is really these performances. Again, some of the moments work really well, some do not. But if you're interested, just know that you can really track, especially Mark and Reed, who are at the center of this, and they don't let you down. Well, there you have that. That comes out July 23rd in a theater near you. You might have to search around a little bit for it. We talked about also Paramount Plus's A Quiet Place. Duh! <laughs> And uh, that is available right now. It may be in av available at some theaters if you want to see it in the big screen. But you're going to have to go to Disney Plus to watch all six episodes of Loki, which we know will be back for season two. So that is our potpourri. <laughs> and uh, here's a deal. You got some pretty good stuff here. The question is, what you going to do? Thanks for listening. For additional resources, visit whywatchthat.com. Good idea, and we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and leave comments, feedback, and you can rate us on iTunes. We'll see you next week. See you.